0: people, we got you set in stone. New week, fresh week, brand new energy on what is the number one form for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, the Monday. Getting that work week started off correctly right here with yours truly, your conductor of Bama Football Conversations, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, coming to you from the magic city of Birmingham, appreciating everybody tuning in to the network channel and show on today, we have a lot to talk about, a lot to break down a lot to get into gotta shout out the birthday man in the room our own john ivory the producer extraordinaire handling the ones and twos happy birthday to my man my brother from another mother there, that that been one john ivory now before we even start the show We got a chance to look at some comments from you, uh, the fans, the Crimson Tide faithful out there, and you guys have been wondering, you know, should we double the Super Chats, triple the Super Chats, a lot of that chatter going on in the comments, so we want to ask you, do do you feel like we should double it, do you feel like we should triple it, or should we keep it the same as it is right now, the Daily Goal $75 Super Chats, but just want to throw that question out there to you, the fans, but... As I mentioned, got a lot to get into, a lot for discuss, a lot to talk about, and we want you being a part of the conversation, and you can do this by calling 205-448-1358, best number to call in to get your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358, and one more time, 205-448-1358. We got a couple of early Super Chats to get to, so how about Jimmy Clay, baby, boom, baby, Jimmy the Badman. Clay. That $50 donation starting us off with a bang. Appreciate that from Jimmy Clay. And how about Naomi coming in here? Naomi hitting us with a little $9.99 love. So we appreciate the support there from Jimmy Clay. And from Naomi as well, start this off here with the Super Chats donations right there. Um, Also, if you want to purchase that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of WeOwnTheFourthCourtney.com, that is WeOwnTheFourthCourtney.com, you can do that, checking out that site right there. But as we dive into now, topic number one of the conversation on this evening, you know, Bryce Young had an incredible first scrimmage, he did. He went out there, uh, dominated. You know, Coach Saban talked about it. Accurate with the football, made explosive plays. Made explosive plays. Excuse me, managed the offense well. Had a good, strong first scrimmage. Picked up some things. There a lot, some things there from, from offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. According to the reports, there four touchdowns for one Young. So, you know, w- where does he go from here? After a good first scrimmage, he's got the second one. Coming up here on uh, Saturday and uh, what we can expect from Bryce Young and what I can expect from Bryce Young is him building off that first scrimmage. Going back out there, continuing to get comfortable with what Bill O'Brien is going to have him do, whether it's extending plays outside the pocket, whether it's changing protection schemes, whether it's a change into the right run play, well, whatever the offense tangles to, you know, I expect you know for Bryce to go out there and continue to take those leaps up, take those trajections up, take take the rise up due to the fact that you know he's got the talent. Absolutely, he's got the ability, and within that first scrimmage, of course, we saw it. Came up to a big lightning, you know, explosive, uh, explosive start, showing you what he's got in the arsenal. Whether it's touch passes, whether it's no bullet passes, whether it's him, uh, you know, escaping the pocket or moving, moving within the pocket. He showed you on last week uh, definitely what he's capable of in doing, but. You know, will he be able to start this season? And, you know, for me, he's going to almost have to start this season just due to this past year he did play in nine games. And those nine games were important. Those nine games were pivotal. I mean, I understand it wasn't, you know, huge action. He didn't, I know it wasn't, you know, huge moments in the, in the national championship game or against Florida – or against the, the conference schedule that Alabama had, the SEC full conference schedule there. But the matchups that he did get in, that he did play, those are important because you file those back in your mind. You store those in the memory bank so you can always go back to them. You can pull from those. And he can see where, okay, against Missouri – you know, last season as a freshman, I may have held the ball a little bit too long. This time around, got to get rid of the ball quick there. Or in the matchup that he had against Kentucky, he saw where, hey, when I escape the pocket, when I can use my feet, when I can use my legs, when I can break containment of the pocket, I can create huge plays. I can provide a little magic here. I can throw off platform. And whether I'm throwing the ball to Devontae Smith from this past season, or I'm throwing the ball to a John, Mechia, Slade, Bold or a John. Javon Baker and Xavier Williams. If we could, if we could see a couple, of, a couple of these other you no know, guys step up, maybe one of those other guys. Point being, he knows if I can escape the pocket, avoid, the, uh, elude the pocket, break containment of the opposing defense. There, you no, know, I can make plays. So. Should start this season because of that experience he's got coming over from the 2020 campaign. Now, to me, he's ready to start because of the very things that I've just mentioned, going back to in the practices he had. When you're practicing at Alabama, the reps that Mac Jones did not take with the wands, those reps Bryce Young got with the wands. So he spent time, you know, throwing the ball to. A Devon Teddy Smith. Those were important reps. He spent time throwing the ball to a Jalen Waddle. Those were important reps. He spent time throwing the ball to a John Mechie, a Jaleel Bellingsley, handing the ball off to a Najee Harris out the backfield, a Brian Robinson out the backfield, you know, taking those snaps from, you know, Landon Dickerson or Chris Owens on the center. All of those reps that Mac Jones did not get last year, you know, in practice that, you know, Bryce Young did get and preparing him kind of for those. Moments, those also stick in his mind because those are moments where. he grows off of. Whether these were moments in practice or moments in scrimmages or moments where uh, Coach Saban did situational things on the practice field, all of those things helps Bryce Young. All of those things develop Bryce Young. All of those things fit right there into this young man's wheelhouse as he prepares to not only try to have a huge second scrimmage but also a big A-Day game here coming up in the latter portion of this month on Saturday, you know, April the 17th. So, I mean, just to me, uh, the first scrimmage there, he went out there, dominated, huge performance. This is going to take him to continue to build there. From that to the next scrimmage coming up here, he should start, in my opinion, due to the experience that he got in the nine games as a freshman and all of the reps that he's gotten from this past year to now this spring, only going to help him get better, only going to help him mature and grow. But that's going to take us right now, folks, into our first break here. Don't touch that down. We're just getting started. Upon our return, we'll dive into your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your questions, your concerns. We talk Bama football with you, the fans, after this.
2: Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch
0: we are back in, folks. Back in from the break of a number one forum for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Getting that Monday started off for you correctly. As always, be sure to give us a thumbs up, a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have the number one coverage for your Crimson Tide. Also, if you're trying to become a member to TDA on YouTube, here is what you do. You check out the link in the chat line and in the description and that link will take you step by step in showing you how to become a member to the channel we got to shout out jimmy clay again baby jimmy clay baby that twenty dollar donation coming in from him that seventy dollar seventy five dollar daily super chat go has been met by jimmy clay and one naomi appreciating both of you guys for love and all of you that continue to support the show here on youtube we get into the call segment now Call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That is the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. One more time, 205-448-1358. But as you're getting your thoughts and together to call in here, topic right now, Alabama has the replacement for Jay Graham. Drew Swoboda, it's official, Swoboda is in to coach the tight ends and special teams for the Crimson Tide. He comes over from the University of Memphis. He was hired to Memphis in, in a January, but Coach Saban pulling the whole Jay Valai route where even though Valai was hired, In other places prior to Alabama, he left those places to come join Coach Saban and the Crimson Tide, Swoboda, doing the same thing, leaving Memphis to join Alabama. Now, he spent the last three years, 2018 to 2020, at Rice University out of Houston, Texas. And he really put their special teams on the map, producing four punters, uh, three kickers that made Uh, At least 75% of their field goals. He helped a guy in Chris Barnes, a former walk on, be second team all conference, being second team all conference USA. So big move here for Alabama. Getting Swoboda in here. Though he doesn't have a lot of the t- experience with tight ends, that's okay. You've got Bill O'Brien who's worked tremendously with tight ends, and you've got Doug Marone who's worked with the position as well. But we got Tobias Brookins at 29 donation coming in from Tobias Brookins, helping us out here on the show. But we got a call coming into the show right now. You're live on the show. What's going on?
3: Well,
2: Tide, Steven, it's New Jack.
0: No, Jack, what's happening with you on a Monday, brother?
2: Oh, you know, I ain't doing nothing. Mondays, that's my slow day. Hey, Stephen, I wanted to weigh in on the question about the uh, increasing the the daily goal, you know. You know, I don't contribute because I'm unemployed, but, you know, I'm always thinking about, hypothetically, if I had won the lottery or if I had some gold or, you know, if I just I don't know if I could flip some plants, whatever. Uh, what could I do for the show? And, and uh, you know, now that Waylon was like, pump it up 200, pump it up 200, I started thinking about how we don't want the daily goal to be a fail. You know, we want the daily goal to be a success. And, you know, I also watch the numbers. Like right now we got 38. And you know, probably only five of us are chatting really, but it usually gets up to a hundred and at seventy-five, that's a little bit more than a dollar per person. But it stands to reason, and I'm sorry to go on so long, stands to reason if we could get the numbers, the viewing numbers up to two hundred live viewers or two hundred and fifty live viewers, that might make a two hundred dollar per day goal more you know, surmountable or reachable. Or I'm not sure what word I'm looking for, but, you know, doable. Uh, and so I wanted to weigh in on that. Um, I haven't looked at those statistics. I didn't see the uh, scrimmage. Is there footage of that on YouTube?
0: Absolutely. um, Absolutely. So what you you can do here at New Jack to help the show. And one of the things a lot of the listeners have done is if you have social media, right, if you have Facebook, if you have Twitter, uh, share the show on your respective page and, and share the show on family members pages, friends pages, colleagues pages, just whoever you would think is, you know, a Bama fan that would really, you know, get a lot of not just information but entertainment from the show, share it on your social media. We greatly encourage that. Can I say one more thing? Go ahead. The, the, the purchase, the, the link below, purchase a
2: TDA magazine issue at peacho.com. I can never get that link to work.
0: We will we, we'll begin that fix, New Jack. We will definitely get, begin that fix for you so you can go on there, uh, hit the link, and, uh, and take care of that business right there. We appreciate that call. We appreciate that call there. We'll check, check it now, New Jack. It should be fixed now. Yeah, I'll say, I'm, I'm
2: clicking now. I'm wanting to say happy birthday to John Ivory, too. So, you know, happy Absolutely. birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I bet, I bet he's got to be 26 or 27 by now. <laughs>
0: hey, hey, he 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 is the youngest man in the room. But, uh, New Jack, we appreciate the call, my man. You take care. <laughs> All right, man. God bless y'all. Appreciate that call coming from New Jack. We take our next call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on?
3: Steven, it's Tobias Brookings out here in Fresno, Oh man! Thanks for giving me my Monday fix, man. How you doing?
0: Doing good, man. Doing good. I mean, um, saw the Stanford Cardinal win the uh, win the uh, the women's NCAA tournament. I'm gonna watch Baylor and Gonzaga du- duke it out for the men's side. Would have loved to have seen Alabama in the final four. But you know what, <laughs> Nate Oates, Coach Oates, he's gonna get that next year. He's gonna get that next year.
3: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that works out, I man. We believe in it. So I, I had a, a few thoughts. One was I looked at our schedule and I'm noticing, like, the new coaches that are coming in, we're going to play against a lot of fastball, like, um, next year. And so I, I'm already knowing Saban and that that group is, is, is planning for that. But I would like to even see us do some fastball because Sark did a little bit of it. At times, you know, he would like speed up the pace at time, and then he would like slow down, and we just controlled the game. And hoping, I don't know if you have any intel on on how that's going with the install, uh, with our offense and stuff like that. Um, I know we already have our offensive scheme, and that they're just going to add to it. But have you heard anything, any talk about how we're going to handle all this fastball? Because those two games, Ole Miss and Florida, um, and it could have happened um, actually, or with some other teams. Um, Arkansas just doesn't have the, the 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 manpower to put it out there like that. But when you look at the schedule now, man, it's all fastball.
0: It is, and, and just started off with, with the Bama offense. There are some things being uh, installed to um Ben O'Brien's installing some things. Now, it it comes down to, first and foremost, importantly, Coach Saban, right? Because Ben O'Brien, there will be some moments where he wants to go fast, but at the end of the day, how does Nick Saban feel about it? Does he feel like we got to go fast off of time, or does he want to slow things down? So, at the end of the day... The overarching thing is Coach Saban. How does he want to go about doing it? Now he did mention in a call with the Louisiana Coaches Association that he kind of jokingly <laughs> compared the you know modern day <laughs> offensive coaches to yeah, Al Qaeda and-, and Taliban yeah, yeah. and whatnot. So Coach Saban a serious <laughs> sense of humor. So he he, he wants to own this fast ball style, but how much of it does he want to own? Is the question now. Finishing your thought up there on the defense. When it comes to defense, it, it all starts with those linebackers and the defensive front handling that fastball. So uh, you've got an experienced group of linebackers back, uh, anchored by Christian Harris. He's already said, I'm going to make the calls across the board. We're going to get those calls right. We're going to fly the ball. Defense had a tremendous first scrimmage. And so that defensive front being able to push and create that penetration to start to stop that fastball early off in the set is going to be huge, also. But Sabin, Bill O'Brien, they're putting some things together, and the defense will be better prepared for the fastball this upcoming season. But Tobias, man, we appreciate you.
3: Just real quick, or just make this comment just really quick. You all put up a post with our guy, Jerry Judy, the other day. And I commented on it. Other people saw it and stuff like that. I, and I appreciate he, you know, whatever he's uh, trying to do. But I would say that that sent kind of chills through me in, in a not so good way. From the standpoint of the amount of, I'm an educator. And I was at the University of Washington. I played college football. And what some people may not know is the amount of wealth that has been transferred to some of us as black men through athletics. It is a blessing. This is the greatest nation in the world. It is a blessing and it is a privilege. And I wasn't the shiniest apple in the batch. People consider me intelligent now, but I wasn't the shiniest apple. But through athletics, I was able to get a full scholarship, I was able to have my tuition paid, you know, and all of that good stuff and all the frills that came with it. And although football didn't work out for me, Steve, I have a wonderful career, wonderful life, and wealth. And I would say that sent chills through me that if he's running with the wrong crowd, that ultimately leads to the another, another death of a black man. That, that, would, that really would hurt all of us that support him. So I don't know if he watches the show. I don't know if anyone has talked to him. But for some of us, it's just a, not a good look um, him being a part of that. Even though I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand why. Because this stuff is real, Steve. It's some real stuff happening out here. Um, you know. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. I know you guys posted it up just to show what an ex, you know, ex Alabama guy is doing. And stuff but for some of us it didn't feel that great but we appreciate everything that you do the way you support alabama and you are the ticket now, i agree with new jack man we need to increase that um if i have more downs to drop <laughs> i try to give to a lot of charity i'll be dropping more you do a wonderful job anyway just wanted to push that out there roll Tide.
0: Appreciate that call They're coming from one Tobias Brook is here to the show. I had nothing to do with the video, nothing to do with that on my end, but definitely respect, you know, his words right there. Uh, but as you guys continue to get your thoughts in, we got a super chat to get to Dallas Schwartz, that $20 donation coming in from our own Dallas Schwartz, not only a USC fan, but a Bama fan also $1, Dallas Schwartz. So, uh, end all be all kudos to coach Drew Swoboda coming into Alabama to coach tight ends and special teams. We'll take a break right now on the show, folks. But upon our return, we get into is it a bad thing that the defense is ahead of the offense? We'll talk about it after this. As we are back in here, folks, in the action from the break of a number one ticket for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, George truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama magazine. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit that thumbs up. Hit that like on the show. I also hit that subscribe button. Turn those notifications on so that way you can stay up to date. your crimson tie and if you're trying to become a member to the youtube channel here's what you do you check out the link in the description and in the chat line and that link will show you step by step how to become a member to tda on youtube and also again we go to jimmy clay jimmy clay again another 20 dollars coming from the baddest donator in the business our man jimmy clay appreciating all the love all support all the joy coming from him but We're getting now this topic here, the conversation. And uh, going back to that first scrimmage, uh, the defense dominated. Bryce Young did some things, some big things, absolutely, but the defense dominated. The defense had its it had its way, had its day, had, uh, had a lot of big plays, a lot of negative plays. Coach Saban said, hey, y'all, there was some hitting, there was some pants popping, there was some intensity, there was some energy. Defense really went out there and did some stuff, both the first team. And the second team defense really uh, played well there. So for, for a lot of people, you know, when they see this, they wonder, is this a bad thing at the defense? Is ahead of the offense? Is this wrong? Should we be worried? Should we be concerned? Should we be in fear? No, th- th- this is not a bad thing. And the reason why it's not a bad thing is because f- for the first time since 2017, all of the power, the experience, uh, the leadership players are on the defensive side of the football. And also, you know, U.S. Bama fans, you've been asking, you know, can we get back to having a strong defense? It doesn't necessarily have to be for 2016 defense, although some people would like for it to go like that. But, but you know, could Bama get back to having just a strong group, just a, a successful group, just just a group that when it's time to, to shut down fall. Folks, this group can shut down, folks. That's what you're asking. So with the experience back on on that side of the football, you know, this is a good thing. And uh, this doesn't mean uh, that the offense is second-rate. It doesn't mean that. Now, the offense is lacking a little bit just due to you lost a lot of talent to the NFL. I mean, uh, Landon Dickerson replacing that man is is hard in itself because of what he did, what he brought to this offensive line coming over from Florida State. I'm sitting here thinking, does Florida State have any other graduate transfers that want to walk to Alabama? I mean, the last two worked out pretty darn well. Jacob Coker came in from Florida State to Alabama, but Jacob Coker, national championship quarterback. uh, Landon Dickerson, comes over from the Seminoles to the Crimson Tide, and all he does is infuse an offensive line together, having to play mean, mad, dirty, instinctive, strong, dominant football, and and this group, you know, won the Joe Moore, the the 2020 group, wins the Joe Moore Award, you had, you know, All-Americans from that group, you had first-team All-SEC guys from that group, you had Remington Award winner, which was Dickerson, Jacobs Blocking Trophy winner, which was Alex Anotherwood, you know, that group. group did its job. It did its thing. So replacing guys like Dickerson, Alex Netherwood, uh, Deontay Brown, not easy to do. Very, very hard to do that. And then you look at you got to replace, you know, Anaji Harris, a big-time running back, and a guy that was a two-time 1,000-yard rusher. This past season, he showed you, I don't just have the power, but i got the speed, i got the explosiveness to put with my hurdling, my spinning, my jumping, my stiff-arming. And all that led to him, you know, 1,466 yards, 30 total touchdowns, unanimous All-American, first team on SEC, Doak Walker Award winner among the other countless of awards he picked up. And he is positioned, you know, first-round draft pick potentially, so it's hard to replace that guy. If you look at the wide receiver room, you're letting go of two number ones, a Devontae Smith. We know all that he did uh, in his career, especially last year. You're letting go of a Jalen Waddle, and now you, you're down four aces. You lost Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs, Smitty, and Waddle. And, and you got this droop here now. You know, Mechie's is good, but he's got to come up a little bit more. Um, you know, Slade Bolden's good, but he's got to prove himself as the main guy, as one of the main guys, Javon Bell. Baker's got talent, but he's got to prove himself to be a complete player. Uh, Guys like Xavier Williams, he's got talent, but can he finally step up and prove himself? You got Treshawn Holden and Thayu Jones-Bell. They got ability. They got size, but they they didn't do much last year. So they got to prove themselves. And you got freshmen on this wide receiver room that have to prove themselves as well. So it's, it's it's a situation where the offense has talent, but when you look at all of the guys that you have graduated and that you have graduated to the next level, that means pro ball. You got to retool a little bit and it, and it gets hard. It's tough to retool. Coach Saban makes it look easy. Absolutely. But it is tough and it's difficult here to retool and just, you know, getting back to the defense here to finish up. You know, that point, you look at this group, I feel like this group is a cornerback away. It is an elite legit big time cornerback away from really doing uh, some damage here on that side of the ball. The defensive line it's got depth there. It's got talent there. The the question we all want to know, can a Ray give you one you're healthy? I feel I think he can. I think he will finally avoid that injury bug. But you got him, Big Phil Mathis, Tim Smith, DJ Dale. I mean you got a rotation there on that defensive line. At the linebacker position Inside linebackers, Christian Harris has said he is going to run this group. Uh, Dylan Moses did a decent job, but I think you know Christian's gonna take it a whole nother step up, a whole nother level up and running these guys. Jalen Moody's playing well. Shane Lee starting to emerge a little bit. Your two outside linebackers, you got Thriller and Manila and uh, uh Christi- Christopher Allen and Will Anderson, those are some hard hitters. As great as Ryan Anderson and Tim Williams were, and they were both tremendous, especially Tim Williams, Will Anderson is an every-down player. He's a three-down dog. He's a three-down monster coming at you at full speed. And then in the secondary, of course, you've already got your two thumpers back there at safety in Jordan Battle and DeMarco Helm, so... Uh, defense have of the offense. Good thing because for the first time you got your talent back on defense, and you're going to need this defense to keep you in some games as the offense begins to, you know, develop its motif, develop its style, develop what it wants to do. But th- this should not be, you know, worrisome to the offense because uh, it's got talent. Talent's got to prove itself, but the talent is there on that side of the football. But people, we take our next break here on the show. Don't touch that dial because upon our return, we get back to the phone lines to entertain your thoughts, your questions, your chats, your concerns. We talk bam with you, the fans, right after this So we are back in here from the break, folks. On the number one ticket here for Bama Football News, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. As always, folks, be sure to give that thumbs up on the show, give us a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, and turn all of those notifications on so you can have. The best in material here on your Crimson Tide. If you're trying to become a member to TDA on the YouTube channel, here's what you do you check out the link in the description and in the chat line, and that link will take you step by step in showing you how to become a member here to the channel. Guys, shout out the man Tobias Brookkins! One time that hundred piece, that Ben Franklin, that one hundred dollar donation. Appreciate Tobias dropping some serious love here. And New Jack, he said he was coming new jack comes in here with that 888 in the chat line as well so appreciate tobias harris tobias brookkins excuse me and our own new jack helping us out here on the show but before we take your calls here call statement brought to you by the blue wrench gang gotta remind you of mybookie.ag that's mybookie.ag latest sponsor here to TDA. So you got you feel like you you feel you feeling lucky, fortunate. You feel like you got the skills to pay the bills here and wagering on these crimson tide football games. Here's what you do: you check out our guys at mybookie.ag. You make the right play and sign up today. And when you do, you use the promo code TD Alabama to get your deposit matched halfway. That's all the way up to a thousand bucks. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. Didn't I not tell you you can't beat it? You go to MyBookie.ag MyBookie.ag right now using the promo code TD Alabama. But call segment right here, 205-448-1358. That's the number to dial to let your voice, your opinions, your events, your views be made on this show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205- 448-1358. But we get into now cool topic, and it continues to be Mac Jones, former Crimson Tide quarterback, 2020 national champion. It is looking more and more like for real now, for real, y'all. He is going to be drafted by the San Francisco 49ers, 49ers at the number three overall pick. According to ESPN's NFL insider Adam Schefter today, the New York Jets and the Carolina Panthers embarked on a trade. The trade sent... Sam Darnold from the Jets to the Panthers, the Panthers who had the number eight overall pick and who have head coach Matt Rule, who worked with Mac Jones at the Reese's Senior Bowl, uh, Carolina now has, has its quarterback in uh, Sam Darnold, and the reason why they went this route is the Panthers felt like the quarterbacks it wanted to have would probably be off the board. By the time it got to the number eight overall pick, so Carolina decided to make the move to get Darnold. which this means I think at number three overall, Mac Jones goes to Cali. He goes to San Fran. He hooks up with one Kyle Shanahan. According to a report from Pro Football Talk, um, sources were saying how Kyle Shanahan wants Mac Jones. Now, the other people in the personnel department They want a Trey Lance or maybe a Justin Fields out of Ohio State. But Kyle Shanahan wants Mac Jones. And I remember prior to the second Pro Day, Mac, in speaking with reporters, he rattled off a number of sets. Plays, formations, schemes that the 49ers do. He really likes what Kyle Shanahan does, what the whole team does in terms of that offense. Uh, a lot of things that, that San Fran operates in, he did a lot of that. He, as in Mac Jones, did a lot of that under Steve Sarkeesian at Alabama. And I've talked about this also with the weapons that San Fran has Brandon at wide receiver, uh, Travis Benjamin over there, Debo Samuel, tied in George Kittle. Defensively, you're going to have Nick Bosa back from injury, so that front is set to go. you got Richard Sherman there in the secondary, and San Fran is a win-now team. They're a win-now, and because they're a win-now, you got to have a quarterback that's ready to win now, and mac jones i feel like you draft him you put him behind jimmy garoppolo for a season by 20 in 2022 mac is going to be ready to set the game on fire so with the panthers making their move and getting sam Darnold, this opens the door all the way up mac jones to the san francisco 49ers i'm calling it right now for number three overall pick people think it smoke screen people think it's smoking mirrors but you don't trade from 13 to three Unless you saw something special in one MACT and Kyle uh, Kyle Shanahan sees something special right there. But we take another break here on the show. People, upon our return, we dive into the quarterback competition. Should it go? Should it last until fall camp? Will A-Day decide this thing here? We'll talk about the quarterback battle after this. As we're back in here to the action, folks, on the number one forum for Bama Football News. In my own words, George truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciating you guys checking out the show on today. And before we dive into the final topic, got to remind you of tdaware.com. That is tdaware.com. So, for all of you fans still over joint with the Tides National Championship, you check out our championship collection merch, which means you grab you uh, 18 of them things Folk, t-shirt, hoodie, or sweatshirt, as well as our got 18, we do shirts. Designs that feature all, all 18 championship years on the back of those shirts. You head over right now to uh, head over right now to the the TDA merch tab, the collections merch tab, TDA and you get you that merch today. Show them that support for Coach Saban, University of Alabama, for student athletes, and us here at TDA. But Final topic here, people, of, of conversation. And uh, when you look at this, this quarterback battle. When you look at this competition here between Paul, Ty- between Bryce Young, Paul Tyson, Jane and Milrow, or for those of you that just want to keep it centered around Bryce Young and Paul Tyson, th- w- w- should this thing go until fall camp? Should it go until fall camp? Now, for, for me, for me, I feel like it should, and there are some great positives for it going into the fall camp. And here's why. Quarterback competitions have been great to Nick Saban. They've been great to the University of Alabama since 2009. We have seen a lot of tremendous battles here you know, with these quarterbacks. There have only been two uh, situations where we th- you, you really did not have a true quarterback competition or a real QB battle. You go back to 2009, here for just a moment, despite so many people you know, wanting to see Star Jackson, if that name rings a bell there, uh, Jackson win that role, Greg, Mal- Greg McElroy just proved he was better. He was better, he was more prepared, he was ready, he was that dude, he was that guy, and this was, been, this was wrapped up even before the spring game, but the A-Day game kind of just really solidified, you know, McElroy's the guy. And he went on to... You know, Kerry, Alabama delivered the tie to an SEC championship and a BCS national title. The first legit quarterback battle now was in 2011 between Phillip Sims and A.J. McCarron. And that went through spring. That went through summer. That went through fall camp. That actually took two games to decide because the first matchup against Kent State, the season opener and home opener at Brian Denny, uh, both the performances from both quarterbacks were as ugly as sin. I mean, it was terrible. Both guys had two interceptions apiece, but and even though you know Alabama won the game forty-eight to seven, you know the battle wasn't decided there. So it took the Penn State game, where Coach Saban rolls the dice, goes with AJ McCarron. Against Joe Paterno, the Knitting and Beaver Stadium, Happy Valley over there, hostile environment, and McCarron went 19 for 31 passing for a buck 63, one touchdown, no turnovers. Bama got for 27, 12, win, and from that moment, McCarron earned the job, you no know, took it, and uh, became a two-time national championship starting. Quarterback for 2011 and 2012. Now, we all remember the 2014 quarterback race that was, of course, Blake Sims versus the field. You had Blake Sims against Cooper Bateman, David Cornwell, Avid Morris, Parker McLeod, and that a day game was rough there for Blake Sams. Had two interceptions. Should have had you know four picks there. You had some drop passes. You had some dropped picks from Landon Collins and Jerick Williams by DJ Petway. Took a pick off of Blake CM, scored a touchdown. And after that one ended, you know, you walked out of the stadium going, No, Blake is trash, man. Blake can't do nothing. Blake is straight booty cheeks, man. He can't hit the side of a barn. He can't lead a team. He can't lead an offense. He can't throw. All he does is run. Thank goodness Jacob Coker's in here coming in the summer from Florida State, 6'5, 240. That's our quarterback. Blake hooked up. The local quarterback coach from back home in Georgia trained hard, and I believe I was the one that set him over the edge because I was talking to him about Coker during a dinner that we had. I'd never seen a black man leave a table with a burger stacked all the way to the moon and not eat it, but he left the table because I, I apparently set him off. But at that moment, hey, I knew. That he was going to be the guy. He beat out Jacob Coker in fall camp 2014. Got at Alabama 2. SEC championship and no first ever appearance. In the college football playoff. And then the 2016 quarterback, or the 2015, excuse me, quarterback race, it was Jacob Coker versus the field. The field of Barnett, Bateman, Cornwell. And uh, Coker started off well against, against Wisconsin. Then he goes up against Middle Tennessee State and struggled a bit in that game. He was benched in the old Miss game. Cooper Bateman got the star. We know what happened. It ticked off Coker. You know, he comes off the bench and almost has a miracle comeback for the Tennessee had four touchdowns in the game. Bama lost 37 to 43, but Coker won everybody's heart over. Went on to care of a teen. Conference title national championship 2016. Nobody in their nobody in their granddaddy on an oxygen tank thought that Jalen Hurts was going to win the job. Nobody saw a freshman being the starter. It was not supposed to happen. But Jalen Hurts got the job done, dominated the a Day game. Went into the uh, the quarterback battle there, beat out everybody, uh, especially when they got to the uh, the matchup against uh, USC and that fifty-two to six beatdown. And you know, Jalen became a, a living legend, you know, as a freshman. And then twenty seventeen, we saw how Jalen and Tua, you know, had things split down the middle there. But you know, Saban went with Jalen. You know, Tua got his shot in the national championship game, and it was all she wrote from there. And, uh, so, when you look at it, there have only been two situations where Alabama has not had a real quarterback battle. Of course, last year, you know, between Mack and, and Bryce, uh, Bryce couldn't go out. Uh, Bryce didn't have a spring because of COVID. And then, you know, Mack, who already had, you know, four years, of, three years of experience in the system, entering his fourth year. And then, of course... I know Mac had some big game experience in the 2019 season uh, leading him into the 2020 campaign. So to me, uh, I think it should go through fall camp because we've seen some great stories birthed out of this. But when you look at just, you know, a day in terms of a day deciding the quarterback race, when day decide that it could, it, it very well could. Now to me, Bryce Young dominates the A-Day game. It's basically everything we expected, right? Because, you know, you expect Bryce Young to go out there and dominate A-Day. You know, he's the fan favorite to win. He's the fan favorite to win the job. He's the five-star coming from California. You know, he was the toast of the 2020 class as much as people were – excited to get, you know, the Will Andersons, the Drew Sanders, the, the Brian Branches, the Malachi Moores, the Javon Beggs of the world. When Bryce Young sent in his letter of 10, folks were like, whoa, Bryce is in here, whoa. Folks were, folks were jumping up and down, losing their freaking mind because that was the guy you wanted. That was the toast of the class. That set the class apart. So he wins the starting job, he wins the A-Day game. That's what you expect to happen. Now, Paul Tyson goes out here and snaps in the eight-day game. Now you're looking at. You know, now you're looking at some, some shocked people. You're looking at some shocked people, some surprised people, and now you have to ask yourself, okay, does Bryce stick around? Does Bryce hang tight? Or does Bryce pursue elsewhere? Does Bryce transfer out of the program? These are questions that you have to ask. Now, I would like to think and i like to believe that he would stay right here and battle this thing out, but we don't know. That becomes the question, though. You know, if Paul goes out there and snaps, and then lo and behold— if Jalen Milrow, if Jalen Milrow goes out here and has a field day in the spring game, then that offsets all the numbers, that sets off all the dominoes. That sends the that sends the Alabama fan base into a frenzy. If Miro does this, because now not only are you asking about what does this do for Bryce Young, but what does this also do for Paul Tyson? And I've been told that Tyson's not going to leave regardless of the situation. But it's fun to have these speculatory thoughts and speculatory uh, conversations now. I mean, and this has happened before. We have seen a freshman come in and push everybody else to the side. Jalen Hurts came in. Nobody thought he would do this. Nobody thought it would happen. Nobody thought it was Pop Saber started. Get the heck out of here. Saber ain't going to start no freshman. Man, no. No. But he came in here. He came in here, had a tremendous 8A game. Hertz was 11 for 15 passing for a buck 20, one touchdown, had the only touchdown pass of that game as he led Team White to a 7 3 win over Team Crimson. And he ended up being the starting quarterback for the Crimson Tide. So it's very possible. Jalen Milrow comes in here and shakes everything up and offsets the numbers and offsets the data and has everybody wondering, oh my, how, when, how did he do it? How did he accomplish it? How, how, how did he pull it off? So it, it's going, it, 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 this, I've said this before, this is the biggest. Spring game, the biggest A-Day game of the Saban era. You as fans, you were robbed from it. COVID took this from you last year. It pried it from your hands. You're going to get a chance to see this this season, well, this, this month, on the 17th. And a, a couple of y'all may even be like, well, I'm going to have to put my house up for collateral because I'm not going to never stop me from missing this A-Day game. Please do not put your house up for collateral. But all I'm, all I'm saying right now, this is. Biggest spring day, biggest spring game here of uh, the Sabin era. And th- th- this quarterback competition, fun. And- Exciting, uh, awesome to to talk about and get in, and, and discuss on. But as always, Tide Nation, you want the best in news, notes, information, material on your favorite program. That being the Crimson Tide, you can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download it from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you right here: iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, Overcast ya Tune in radio, we got or iHeartRadio, we got you covered right here. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will return on Wednesday. Continuing the conversation that is tight football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. Also, guys, shout out Willie351, baby. That 777, the super chats. And also, Jimmy! That coming from the man, Jimmy Clay as well. Appreciate that love from Willie 351 and Jimmy Clay helping us out here. Also, if you're trying to cop that print edition of Touchdown Alabama magazine, here's what you do. You uh, go to touchdownalabama.com, you click join, become a member, be a subscriber today to cop that print edition. Also, if you're trying to get that four finger bling necklace, four finger bling jewelry, courtesy, if we own fourthcore.com, check out the site there. We own fourthcore.com. That link in the description also. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children do the right thing, smart thing, fun thing, legitimate thing, to not be bored. As always, get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Until next time folks, Spinning my own words.